morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, January 5th. Workers, take note. On this date in 1914, Henry Ford announced he would begin paying his auto workers five bucks a day for an eight-hour day. That's five bucks per day, not per hour. Doesn't sound like very much, right? Well, it worked out to more than double what they had been making. Before the change, they only made $2.34 for a nine-hour day. So that worked out to be a 140% raise. Workers still worked six days a week, though. The five-day work week didn't roll out until 1926. And on this date in 1933, construction began on one of the world's most famous bridges. Can you guess which one? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for your Thursday forecast. All right, good morning to you, meteorologist Joey Silvine here. Starting out with some dense fog in some spots this morning. We're drying out. Yesterday's rain is behind us and should be a dry day ahead. Now, there will be some clouds at times this morning, but they'll be clearing out and it will be mostly sunny this afternoon. Starting out around 60 this morning, near 70 at lunchtime with low 70s for high temperatures as we head into tonight. We'll start to cool down uh, tonight all the way down in the upper 30s and low 40s. So cooler mornings as we head through the uh, upcoming days. High temperature tomorrow around 60 degrees with a sunny sky for the weekend. Sunshine Saturday, a few more clouds Sunday with highs in the mid to upper 60s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Now let's check those morning headlines. Well, this morning, three young people are recovering and officers with the Charleston Police Department are investigating after a shooting out of West Ashley. Police say it happened on Appleby Way off of Savannah Highway around 5 o'clock last night. Now, officials tell us three young people were injured and they're under the age of 18. They were taken to the hospital with what they're saying is non-life-threatening injuries. Officers and detectives say they cleared that scene just before 9 o'clock last night. Anyone with information who would like to remain anonymous, you can call Crime Stoppers at number 843-554-1111. The Goose Creek Police Department is responding to a lawsuit filed against this city that they say doesn't line up with what really happened. The lawsuit filed Tuesday in Berkeley County states on July 2nd of 2022, several Goose Creek police officers arrived near Vango Drive in Goose Creek, pulled out their guns and pointed them at kids. The lawsuit goes on to state it's unknown why the police were called or what threat was posed that would cause them to draw their guns on a yard full of children. A neighbor's ring video given to us by attorney Marvin Pendarvis shows officers responding. Goose Creek Police Chief LJ Roscoe says guns were drawn but never pointed at children and multiple angles of body camera footage shown to Live 5 supports that claim. Incident reports from that day state authorities responded in reference to a 911 call about a fight happening in the middle of the road. The report states the neighbor saw four females engaged in a verbal argument in the middle of the street. He observed one of them wielding a handgun, waving it in the air. 
The person waving that gun was later arrested on multiple charges related to the incident. City officials say once they are served with the lawsuit, they, quote, look forward to responding with the actual facts of the case. Well, it's a case we have been following for nearly 14 years here at Live 5, and it's not over just yet. Just two and a half months after a convicted killer was sentenced to life in prison for the kidnapping, rape, and murder of 17-year-old Brittany Drexel, the victim's mother is now calling Raymond Moody to court. Moody attempted kidnapping, admitted to kidnapping Drexel from Myrtle Beach in April of 2009, and after years of investigations last October, he was found guilty on all charges. Now, Brittany's mom, Don Plakin, is calling Moody to court, saying he intentionally inflicted emotional distress and outrage on her. Now, Plakin claims Moody's crimes have resulted in medical bills, loss of enjoyment of life and pain and suffering. Documents state Moody's actions and concealment of crimes, knowing Plakin was searching for her daughter for years, was recklessly or intentionally directed towards her. Plakin is demanding a jury trial for all damages. We're learning the name of a woman killed after being hit by a car Tuesday night in downtown Charleston. Officials with the Charleston County Coroner's Office say 58-year-old Karen Simmons died at the hospital after that crash. According to Charleston County Dispatch, officers were called out around 640 Tuesday night to East Bay Street near South Street. Police say Simmons, who was in a wheelchair, was hit by a car traveling south on East Bay. They say she was in a dark section of the road that didn't have a marked crosswalk. According to officials, the driver of the vehicle stayed on the scene and cooperated with investigators. Police tell us the driver did not show signs of impairment. No charges have been filed at this time. Funeral arrangements are set for a low country attorney, David Ayler. Ayler will be laid to rest Sunday in Mount Pleasant, according to his obituary. Now, that obituary states the family will receive friends on Saturday afternoon from 4 till 6 at the Stir Funeral Home downtown, located at 232 Calhoun Street. The funeral service is scheduled for Sunday afternoon at 3 at Seacoast Church on Long Point Road. His burial will follow in Mount Pleasant. Ayler was found dead in his Charleston home Monday, and according to officials with the Charleston County Coroner's Office, the cause and manner of Ayler's death has not been released. Ayler served as a criminal defense personal injury and DUI attorney since 2007. He opened his own law office in 2009. We've worked with Ayler in the past here at Live 5 using his legal expertise in many stories. He graduated from the College of Charleston in 2002 and from the University of South Carolina School of Law in 2006. Ayler was 41 years old. His obituary states he was born in Spartanburg. His birthday is this Friday, January the 6th. He's survived by his parents, two brothers, a son, and a niece. New ownership brings new developments. The former naval base in North Charleston, uh, which closed in 1996, is finally on its way to adding new construction, including both single and multifamily homes. Ed Harris spoke with a city official to get the latest update on this plan. Since the base closed its doors back in 96, the city created an original master plan back in 2004 about this redevelopment. Since then, the city has a revamped plan called the Navy Base Redevelopment District that they say is supposed to bring even more connectivity to this area. 
The city of North Charleston says the Navy Base Redevelopment District will include areas of south of Virginia Avenue, areas around Noisette Boulevard, and Reynolds Avenue as the main focus. Megan Clark, the city's planning and division director, says they are renovating two buildings on the base, one for residential and one for offices and retail. As far as the rest of the buildings... These could be, you know, hotels as well or... Um, you know, just a strictly office building. All of that's permitted. We uh, The only development that we have proposed right now is just those reuse of those two buildings for the multifamily and the office and retail. The city owns a lot of the properties surrounding the base, such as the Noisette Creek Pedestrian Bridge, the Admiral's House, and Riverfront Park. Clark says they do not have a set number of how many people will be able to move to this area as they preserve the historic district. There's a height district uh, surrounding the historic building, so we maintain that character along Noisette. Uh, but beyond that, there isn't a height district. So potentially, you know, if you can park the facilities, then you can put as many units as, you know, could fit. The city says they have nothing budgeted for this because they won't have to pay if a property is privately owned. However, they can join an agreement with someone if they wish to do so. The city's planning commission will have two public hearings this upcoming Monday, January 9th. The first will be about the proposal of the new plan, and the second will be about the rezoning of the actual property. From there, it will have to go through multiple readings at city council before anything can move forward. In North Charleston, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. A popular moving truck company says the Charleston area continues to grow. U-Haul ranked the Charleston market as its number 10th growth city in the U.S. People arriving in the area in one-way U-Haul trucks fell 7% from 2021, but departures dropped more than 10% due to fewer people leaving the area. Do-it-yourself movers arriving in the Charleston area accounted for 52% of all one-way U-Haul truck traffic in and out of the market. Dorchester County announced nine different business projects and expansions, totaling more than $406 million in investment in 2022. Those are record-breaking numbers, according to the county. The previous best years of 2017 and 2019 each boasted six projects. The $406 million in investment beat the previous total investment year on record by $84 million. The projects also brought more than 2,000 jobs to the area. Looking to this year, the county says in 2023, they're already putting together opportunities for new businesses. As Somerville continues to grow, town officials say they want to balance the new development with the trees and forests that are already in place. Yeah, now the town is creating an urban forest master plan and wants the community's feedback. Molly McBride, she joins us live in Somerville with details and the reasoning behind the new plan. Good morning, Molly. Town officials tell me as the town experiences more development, more people are beginning to notice the loss of trees. I spoke to Jesse Schuler, the director of planning for the town of Somerville, who tells me they're working on an urban forest master plan to provide a framework for the town's forestry. Schuler says they'll be analyzing both the forest and the policies and procedures they have in place to protect it. But a big part of this plan involves public input which is why the town is encouraging people to fill out a recently released survey. Schuler says this survey will help the town better understand how the public feels about trees and how they feel about the town's current tree management policies. 
I would say we, we do currently have a pretty strict process in place um, for review of trees before development is approved. So while it may seem like we're, uh, uh, you know, approving a large number of trees to be removed at a time, it, it does go through a significant process before it gets to that point. And um, there is significant mitigation that's required as a part of that approval as well. Schuler says the survey takes less than 10 minutes and they want as much public input as possible. You can find that under this web story under live5news.com. Reporting live in Somerville, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I mentioned work beginning on this date in 1933 on one of the world's most famous bridges. That structure was San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge. Celebrating birthdays today, actor Robert Duvall is 92. Former talk show host Charlie Hall is 81. Actress-director Diane Keaton is 77. Rocker Marilyn Manson is 54. And actor Bradley Cooper turns 48. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.